Okay, welcome to Love and Life with Sarah and Joe. Yeah. Episode our one. Pod- our new podcast. Our new podcast. Welcome. We thought it'd be really amazing to put out a podcast um, because we have such amazing conversations together and we thought, wow, maybe some people would really benefit from listening to these, you know, we question more than anything. We don't really find any more answers. We just come up with more questions. <laughs> we talk uh, about the same things over and over again. So, yeah. So, nothing new that, for us. That could happen too. Beware. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the way we're thinking about structuring this is doing it in kind of a, a season format, um, bringing you guys a little bit along on our journey. Um, we're both got a lot of big things we're working on. Um, we, I guess we'll just start where. Who we are? Yeah, I was going to say, why don't individually, you, and then how we yeah. met? Yeah, why don't you start with who? A little bit of a background on you, and then I'll I'll tell my story, and then we can tell our love story. Yay! <laughs> okay, well, my name is Joe Holly. If you don't know me already, I played football in the NFL for eight years, uh, five years with the Falcons, three years with the Buccaneers. I was drafted in 2010. Um, Pretty much played football my entire life. It was a childhood dream of mine to play in the NFL. Um, really proud of myself for making it so far. But after years of wear and tear, stress, anxiety, the physical beating that I took on my body, still trying to work it out, um, you know, started to become too much and ended up walking away from the game in 2017. Um, long story short, went through a little bit of an identity crisis, which I know a lot of athletes go through that. I'm really grateful that I was able to walk away on my own terms. I you know, feel very grateful because most athletes, I feel like their careers are taken from them or they're over before they really would like them to be. For me, I really gave football everything I had, every last ounce of energy. Um, you know, I really, I miss it. I, I, Probably could have grinded and played more, but I knew it was just time. Something deep in my heart and my soul was calling me to something else. When I walked away, I was really surprised uh, with the void that it left behind. Um, And so at the same time, I went through um, a big transition in my relationship. I was engaged um, as well. So a lot of transition all within like a month. I, you know, broke off my engagement, walked away from the game that I played my entire life. Um, and I was kind of, you know, isolated, alone, and didn't really know what to do next. And I saw an opportunity where I wanted to explore my freedom for the first time from football. Um, you know, those of you that don't know football is, to play at that level, it's a 24-7 job. Um, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of energy, and it's not, you just don't show up to work and then you go home. It's constantly on your mind. And so for me to not have that kind of weight of that, um, kind of hanging over me. Uh, I was really excited to explore what that looked like. Um, and I thought it'd be really cool to travel the country and explore that freedom for the first time. So I ended up giving away all of my um, furniture and pretty much all my belongings to charity. Anything that didn't fit in the van that I bought, um, I gave it away. I bought a van. I rescued a beautiful dog travel companion, named her Freedom and we traveled the country for the better part of two years. And um, it was amazing, completely changed my life. It 
you know, I didn't set off to, to, to discover who I am, but that's definitely what ended up happening. I uh, met a lot of cool people, a lot of like-minded people, um, ended up joining uh, the Fit for Service Mastermind that Aubrey Marcus put together, which is where we met. We can talk about that a little bit later. Um, and, you know, when that trip kind of came to an end, I ended up in Austin and trying to figure out what I wanted to do next um, with my life. I knew I didn't want to travel forever, and I was feeling this calling to really show up and be of service in a bigger way. And through my transition and the lessons that I went through, I uh, realized that there's this need um, for community uh, for former uh, professional athletes. Um, I know that the leagues uh, are starting to provide more resources to former players, but there's still no kind of community that I thought I'd want to be a part of. So I decided to create it. And so we can talk more about that in this journey throughout this podcast, but I'm starting a community for former male professional athletes. We're launching November 2nd. It's called the Heart Collective. Really excited about it. And it's my, I guess my second or third go at entrepreneurship and starting a business. I've had a couple of failures in there. We can talk about that as well. Um, and then you know, I met you about, what was it like during, right when the pandemic started actually, but I'll let you introduce yourself up to that point and then we can go from there. I love it. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> um, okay. So actually it occurred to me while you were talking how similar some aspects of our timeline are. And I know we've talked about that before, but um, I'll come back to that. So I'm Sarah Regalhuth. I'm from Australia. I have a funny accent. Oh, you're... is that where you're at? Oh. <laughs> You sound like you're from London. <laughs> I don't, actually. Well, you sound like you're from Australia. That's from a movie. But... Sorry, go ahead. I'm Australian, but I've been living in the States for five years. Um, and I'm an entrepreneur. So I love to travel. I went on my first overseas trip kind of by accident when I was 18. I, was, I had some money in the bank and I was feeling a little bit frustrated and stagnant with some stuff that was going on in my life. I don't know what it was. I can't remember now, but all I do know is I was on the phone to a girlfriend who had gone over to London and she was like, why don't you just come over here? And I was like, okay. And so I walked into the kitchen, told my mum I was going to go to London, got in my car, drove to the nearest um, shopping mall and booked a flight because back then, I don't know, you didn't book flights online or I didn't. <laughs> and I booked a flight and went to London and I spent three months working in a pub there with her and three months traveling Europe. And it changed everything about who I am and what I thought was possible for me and for my life. And ever since then, I've been obsessed with travel. I've been obsessed with creating life how I want it, with pushing boundaries and with just always, you know, questioning and always thinking about the things that I can do and then going and doing them. So it's been a really fantastic life. I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years prior to that. I worked with my dad in a family business. I've done a lot of travel off and on through all those years. I think I'm at about 60 countries and one of my life goals is to visit every country in the world. Um, but to come back to the timeline thing, I realized 2018, I ended up, so I was married before, had started my previous businesses with my ex-husband and we'd split up in 2017. In 2018, we finally separated them all out um, and he ended up buying me out of my, the financial planning company that we had, or the third financial planning company that we had started. 
But that buyout signified the end of a 17-year career in financial planning, which just struck me because I think you played 16 years of football, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's just interesting. <laughs> um, and, you know, within... I think two or three months of that happening, I experienced a breakdown and it was really, I guess it came about from a lot of things. I'd been struggling with anxiety. I'd been struggling with the relationship I was in um, after my marriage ended. It wasn't good. I was living in Vancouver, a place I didn't want to live. There was just a lot in my life that I was trying to, I was lost. You know, when I when I when when my marriage ended, I also packed up and went traveling for about two years and didn't have a home and was just trying to figure things out. But end of 2018, it feels like in a way the final blow was um, ending that financial planning career and really just thinking, sitting with like, who am I without that? Like my identity, I was so attached to being this finance expert and this financial entrepreneur and all of these things. And whilst I knew I was ready for the next stage of my entrepreneurial journey and I knew I was ready to say goodbye and close the door on that chapter. My dad died in 2013, so it also felt, you know, like I was ready to let go because he was in financial planning and represented such a big part of my career. Um, It also left just a huge hole in my life and I didn't know who I was without it all. I I was also, you know, a lot of my... um, Uh, what would you call it, like my sense of self was attached to this finance expert, which was in Australia. I used to do a lot of media and stuff. So I had this, I was getting a lot of validation from the externalities of my career. And then I find myself, you know, living in another country, not knowing, you know, who I was or what I was going to do next, whether I would be able to, you know, build up another career, even though it seems odd to me to be saying these things now because I think ultimately I'm an entrepreneur and that's what I've been and that's what I'll continue to be. Um, but I realised that finance was such a big part of it. So it was definitely uh, an adjustment period and, and I did suffer a breakdown and I did climb my way out of that hole. But part of climbing out of that hole was um, fit for service, as you mentioned, the community where we met. That definitely played a huge role for me in 2019 of, you know, rediscovering who I was, rediscovering my passion, the work that I'm doing now with Grow My Team and our new tech platform, Grow Motely, which we can talk about, which is also launching in November. Um, We can talk about that in more detail. But, yeah, it took me a little bit of time to really kind of recover from all of that change and shift that happened in my life. Um, But like anything, I love the saying the only way out is through and I definitely (laughs) went through it and what has emerged is just absolutely incredible and just last week I think it was we were in Tahoe with our fit for service family and I just I was very overwhelmed that whole weekend with gratitude for everything I have in my life right now for the business that I'm working on the team that I have around me for the love I have in my life with you for other things that are happening that we can talk about in a minute. We have some surprises. Um, But I just, it really is all as a result of that challenging time I went through and all of the work that I did coming out of it. So, yeah, that's me. That's who I am. That's just a little small slice of who you are. (laughs) But we'll get to know you and us in this journey better. We will. So let's talk about... 
how we first met. It's a story as old as time. <laughs> Quarantine and love. <laughs> They go hand in hand, I think. When did quarantine last happen? Yeah, uh, I don't know, like 1918 <laughs> or something was when the whole world got shut down through a pandemic, but it had to have been different then. But we've known each other for over a year, year and a half, probably known, close to two years now. I would say we've known of each other. Known of each other. So we both joined the Fit for Service Fellowship Mastermind, whatever you want to call it. We can talk more about what it actually is later, but um, it's had a profound impact on both of our lives and, you know, obviously even bigger than we could have imagined because of what it's leading to in this moment and into the future. Um, but we were both called um, to join this community and, you know, it's really a community focused on self-development, um, spirituality, and trying to become the highest embodiment of our highest selves and trying to be of service in the world, which we both have hearts of service. Um, but we, it's fascinating that we went through, I mean, there was four summits the first year, which, you know, these real retreats, there was a lot of online content, online, online Zoom calls. We both knew of each other. We both had a lot of the same friends from the community, but we had never actually even talked, nope. I don't think. Never. I, I the, literally the only memory I even have of being pr in proximity with you last year was sitting at a table in Tulum where you were at the other end. I don't even know if we actually said hello to each other or not. I think we might have, which is why I remember it, but I don't even know if you remember that. That's literally the only time. And it's so fascinating. It feels like total sliding doors moments because people have sent us photos since of like events we were at together. And I'm like, how, like the women's, um, we had that celebration of the divine at feminine house. at the house in Sedona, which was a reasonably big crowd, but it wasn't the entire crew. And we were both there and I don't remember seeing you. And what the other one that I thought was fascinating was the clay ceremony in Tulum, where there was probably only about 30 of us and we all rubbed clay. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> We all rubbed clay all over our naked bodies and I don't remember you being there, but I've seen the photos that you were there. <laughs> we weren't completely naked. Well, we, you put, I was we topless. Where are you? Hell yeah. Damn, I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> Dang. I'm grateful that I didn't meet you because our connection was undeniable, which means I would have, you know, we probably would have ended up in something, but I needed that space and time. And I'm really proud of myself for taking that space and time and for doing the work that I needed to do. Um, in order to have the type of relationship that we have now, a relationship that's very conscious, very transparent, very open, very loving. It's, we don't niggle and fight over little things, yet we talk deeply about everything. And it's just the kind of relationship that I always dreamed of, but honestly didn't know if was actually possible or actually existed. And I don't think I could have had it had I not done all of that work for myself. The timing truly was divine. It was. <laughs> so let's talk about that timing. So fast forward to, when was it, March? It was like end of Feb or early March. Yeah. It was the first weekend of March. Mm. The world shut down March, I mean, mid-March. I mean, I guess it's kind of happened over Slightly the course of like a places, week or yeah. two. But our first weekend of March, we get invited to go to a ceremonial retreat with about 15 to 20 people. There were a few people from the Fit for Service community that went. Um, I was asked, um, shout out to Alex Nelson, who put it together, my man. 
Yeah. Uh, he's got a podcast called Through the Veil. If you want to go check it out. Have you been on it? I haven't. Oh, maybe I have. if he listens to the oh, maybe if he listens <laughs> to this. Alex, I'd love to be on your podcast. <laughs> and so I remember when I met Joe and Sarah, and they pretty quickly became two of my favorite people that I've ever met. Um, we met through the Fit for Service Mastermind, and after being in it for a while, I had invited both of them out to a retreat I was running in Minnesota, and it was really, really beautiful to watch because this retreat was super small, it was just like 16 of us, and we're all staying in this beautiful cabin, and it's snowed out, and it's just like this really, really intimate setting. And so we went through our experience and went through the various different ceremonies we're partaking in. I could just see Sarah and Joe kind of getting closer and closer and closer until finally on the Saturday evening, I think they actually slept next to each other overnight. And in the morning, it was so cute. They just sort of had this like little, little glow, but also this look in their eye of like, oh, I think there's something here. I think, are you, are you feeling this? Are you feeling this? Are you feeling this? So it was really, really beautiful to watch. And I'm just, you know, getting to hear their journey and how things have unfolded so beautifully has just been really, really special. So I love them both so much. They're such wonderful people. That's where it all started, really. Yeah, sitting across from you. I remember when you, when we got to retreat and you arrived with some of our other FFS people and there was actually no one from FFS that I was particularly close with. And I was like, oh, I'm super excited that these people are here. And actually when I was in Soltara in January with Hallie, who's another one of our friends who also has a podcast. Um, Called The Thought Room. Thank you. Shout out, yeah. Hallie, we love you. It's an amazing podcast that we've both been on actually. Um, but Hallie and I were both in Soltara, which is an ayahuasca retreat center in Costa Rica. And she had been on the phone with you like right before her and I sat down and had a conversation and I remember her and I talking about you and that was the first time that you'd really come up in conversation and I was like oh she was telling me how great you were I was like oh that's cool I've never really met him it'd be cool to meet him so I do remember when you and some of the other people arrived I was like oh this is great I'm glad I'm here because there's some people here that from within the FFS community that I haven't had a chance to spend a lot of time with. And when you go on these smaller retreats, it's so magic because you get this bonding time with people that, you know, you maybe haven't before, or even if you have, but it's just such a beautiful time. So I was really excited that, you know, you and, and some of the others were there, but I do remember when we got to the house that evening and everyone was cooking dinner and we were sitting by on the, on the bench at the side of the kitchen while everyone was cooking and we just got into a really deep conversation. I was like, this guy's awesome. And I remember oh, I'm, looking, yeah, I'm looking in your eyes right now. And I remember looking in your eyes and I, I just felt like I could see your soul. And there was like a remembering or something. And it was very subtle. I wasn't conscious of exactly what was happening in that moment. Um, I think I knew by the end of the weekend that something was happening, yeah. but I do remember just being really having one of those conversations where the rest of the room kind of faded away. Mm. Yeah, it was a vibrational resonance, mm -hmm. a soul connection, if you will. I remember you told me about how there was plastic wrap on the glass. Yeah, we were in Minnesota, so it was really cold. Yeah, I guess and I think the, they the keep the heat in, in but yeah. you were like, don't or you Or set up a murder scene, but I don't know, either <laughs> or. And you were like, don't you sometimes think that like our eyes are like these plastic windows and we're like looking around, but how come everything moves to adjust? And I was like, oh my God, this guy's awesome. I always think about weird shit like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's why we started this podcast because you give you guys a glimpse into our conversations that we have. We haven't even started yet. Uh, what can I say about Joe and Sarah? Only that they are two of the most loving, incredible individuals that I have ever met on their own. But together, they are seriously a force. And I had the blessing of having friendships with each one respectively before they became romantic partners. And I remember the week (laughs) where they both individually called me and I could tell that there was something going on uh, because of the light in their voices. And I remember Sarah asking me about Joe because she knew that I knew him. And then I remember Joe talking to me about Sarah. And it was perfect. Here were these two individuals that were one of the most conscious men, strong, powerful, giving, loving men, and one of the most gorgeously awakened, loving, strong, paradigm-blasting women (laughs) I had ever met. Of course they would find each other. Of course they would find each other. And the rest is just one of the most beautiful love stories you've ever heard. And it's been such a blessing to watch it unfold. I love you guys. Yeah, so that was like where we connected and there was definitely an attraction or some energetic feeling over that weekend. Um, And I remember by the end of the weekend... I had found out that you lived in Austin and I was like excited because I was going to Austin for a month the following weekend. And I was like, oh, this is such great timing. But unfortunately, you were not going to be in Austin. (laughs) Yeah, this is where all the fun begins. I was traveling a lot. um, And this particular month in March, I literally had like seven flights. And I was planning on going to all these different retreats and visiting different people across the country. And so I actually wasn't going to be in Austin. You were going to be there for like two or three weeks before you headed to Guatemala, I think. Mm, I think so. And we actually weren't going to connect because I was going to be gone the whole month of March. I was headed to Phoenix on a flight to check out spring training with my dad and my brother. And it was my first time going to spring training. I was really excited about it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fly there, see what happens. While I was in the air, landed the plane in Phoenix. They had canceled all of the MLB Um, spring training games so I was like oh dang this is getting real Um, so I had a conversation with my dad I was supposed to fly to LA the following week then to San Francisco and then to New York so like three of the big major cities in the country and all of this news about how the pandemic is spreading rapidly and things were shutting down and so I made the decision to drive back to Austin and um, that was the decision I made because I just thought it would be safer. I'm really glad I did. Obviously, at that point, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, so I ended up traveling and driving back to Austin, and a piece of me was really excited because I knew that I was going to be able to see you. And then 
the next, I woke up the next morning with a message from you saying, well, bit of a bummer, all my stuff's cancelled, but good news is I'm going to be in Austin. But aside, alongside that message was basically every reason I was going to Austin had cancelled. And I was like, damn, at this point, I'm only going to Austin to see him. And I was like, shit, is that like, you know, all the stories started coming up. Like, are you really going to drive 15 hours? Like, is it too much? Like, oh my goodness. And, um, I said to myself, my friend Mark from Australia was here and I drove him to the airport that morning. And I just said to myself, I'm going to drop him at the airport and I'll sit back in my car and I'll figure out how it feels. And if I want to stay in the car for 15 hours and go to Austin. And, uh, when I got back in the car, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> so I did, I drove all the way down. Um, my house happened to be booked on Airbnb for that week. So that was probably another good reason. Cause I was like, well, I can't go home anyway. So I'm kind of glad that there was that little extra push. Um, but it was definitely a brave moment. And I do remember sending you a voice note, actually confessing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, I just had a real, uh, sit down conversation with myself and the only reason I'm coming down is to see you. I don't know if that put pressure on me or not, uh, but I was excited. It made me feel good. So come down to Austin. We both get back. I literally just bought my house in Austin and I hadn't even, I literally just moved all my stuff in there. So I got back after driving 16 hours from Phoenix and I literally had just unloaded a storage container because I only had like a day and a half to do it. And then I was on another flight because um, I had just bought the house, just closed on it. So all my stuff's everywhere. So I spent the whole first day trying to organize everything before she was going to come over and we were going to hang out for the first time. And we went on our first date, um, which was right when the world was shutting down. It was really weird. We went to a um, picnic yeah. and got some dinner and there was like nobody out. Picnic no- is a restaurant, not a, we didn't go on a We didn't go on picnic. a picnic. Yeah. It's a place really good in Austin. We, we literally went to the last it was probably the last night before any restaurants. Well, they were kind of even closed. They down. were. There was only was two like other this people. Weird feeling in the air, and everything was kind of shutting down. And we're like, we should probably go out to dinner to see. It might be the last time we get to go out for a while, and it actually was. And that was our first date, and ended up um, going back home. We stayed together that night, and then, you know, the the following night, I remember you being like, so. Um, you know, the world's shutting down. I probably should figure out where I, where I want to hunker down on this thing. And, you know, you straight up asked me, like, should I stay here? And, you know, I think I had some stories coming up. I'm sure you did on, on what that even looked like, but, you know, we both trusted the deeper feelings and we decided to give it a try. And we ended up, you know, quarantining down together and we thought it was going to be two weeks. Yeah. A couple of weeks <laughs> ends up, I mean, we've been together ever since, but you know, we basically went from being two people who were enjoying our freedom, traveling a ton, like probably didn't stay in the same place for more than a few weeks, each of us, and went to in living with somebody <laughs> without being able to leave. And we spent the next, I think, six to eight weeks together getting to know each other. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. We did nine ceremonies. Did nine ceremonies. <laughs> we did um, a lot of self work together. Yeah. Um, got, you know, I'm I'm really grateful for what the pandemic provided me. Just the ability to slow down um, and really focus on what I want to create and what I want to bring to the world. And I know those first like eight weeks when everything, you know, the collective vibration to slow down. And it was like, you know, I know a lot of people can relate to this. Like, whoa 
Like, it gives you time to really think about who you are and what you want to do in the world and what you want to be about. And, you know, ever since then, it's really laid the foundation for what I want to create in the world. And on top of that, I met, you know, this deep soul connection and it's been really beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. I remember those first few months when we really were just the two of us and Brooklyn would come over occasionally, uh, one of our girlfriends. Um, she was the only person allowed. <laughs> yeah. But her and I would like sit out in your back garden and just garden and pull weeds and we got the vegetable garden in order and because you'd just moved in, as you said, the back garden was a bit overgrown and it was just like, wow. I mean, when was the last time? I don't think there is a last time, but when was I ever had, when did I ever have the space to just sit pulling weeds slowly and quietly while my girlfriend's humming songs and just, it was such a beautiful time to just slow everything down. And I think you probably would agree with me because we've talked about this, but you know, the biggest challenge for me really that came out of the pandemic was ultimately confronting why I was traveling so much. Like the stillness became uncomfortable. The daily stillness was amazing and the space was unbelievable. Like I was savoring every moment of it, but the being in one place with all of that space was what was, I got about three weeks in and I think we were both like, uh, we need to go somewhere <laughs> or do something. Like yeah. it's just, it, I don't think I have been in the same place for more than a couple of weeks for years. And I do appreciate that about you and about, you know, the how intentional we both were at the start. Like we really decided to enjoy it and we decided to use it at, like to look for the good in all of it and for take the to take the gifts from the experience and to use the time and the space to do more of that self-work. And we did so much. Like mm. we moved so much stuff in those first few weeks we both had very very deep profound healing moments expansive moments it was so moved a lot of energy a lot of emotions flew through us but i mean it was beautiful having so much support i mean we both talk about what if we didn't have each other what would this journey look like but that's why you know i, I know we're both believers in this this bigger universal source game that is happening and we're surrendered into it. And there's some bigger plan that we can't even comprehend. And to surrender into that and trust and knowing that the divine timing of the way we connected literally a day before the world shut down and for us to grow together and to come where we're at now and just starting this amazing life together, I am so deeply grateful. Mm-hmm. Me too. Even on the business side, like thinking about the divine timing of things, I've been working on Grow My Team since 2014, just knowing that remote work was the future. And then obviously when the pandemic happened, I just closed this small capital raise to build this technology that's centered around remote work. And I just instantly knew, oh my goodness, like all of my intuition or calling or whatever you want to label it, over the years, it's like, it's here. And I did not expect it to happen this quickly. And it's been like a sprint and it's challenging as well and amazing and expansive, but I feel so supported by you. Like, I feel so grateful to have you on that journey with me right from day one, when all of a sudden I saw like, oh my goodness, we just went, we just skipped 10 years ahead. So in terms of my business, like 
this is exactly everything that I wanted in terms of everyone experiencing remote work and understanding what's possible. But it happened very quickly. <laughs> like it happened instantaneously. And, you know, I've had a lot of my own doubt and fear um, come up. Like, am I able to step up and meet it this quickly? Because it happened so fast. This was a journey I thought I was going on over the next five to 10 years. And it just happened overnight. And I just feel so grateful to you because you've been such a support to me on that journey. You are constantly just like telling me how amazing I am and how, how I can do this and how incredible the journey is and reminding me to come back to like the gratitude and the opportunity that I have. And that, you know, it is divine. Like, I don't feel like I'm so smart. I came up with this and now I'm doing it. I feel like the universe kind of kept me on this path with this company and as, as, the more that I say yes, the more downloads I get of what's next and what's coming. And it's not like it's my ideas. It's like the universe is giving that to me. And I just, yeah, I'm just grateful for your support and for all of that work that we were able to do early on, because I think it's really seeing me well as I continue on this journey as well. Oh my gosh. I love you so much. <laughs> and I'm so excited and grateful that I was asked or given the opportunity to witness you through this journey because, you know, and I know we're going to talk more deeply about this throughout this season of this podcast and we'll dive deeper into all these different things. But, you know, I truly feel like when you show up with a heart of service, really wanting to make a difference in the world and you can put down all the selfish desires of things for, you know, personal gain and really wanting to show up and make the world a better place, that the universe answers that call and uses you for bigger things than you can even imagine. And I know that in order to do that, in order to play big in this life, that, that you know, we get confronted with a lot of our fears, a lot of our conditioning, a lot of our self-limiting beliefs, and we hold ourselves back. And, you know, I'm so grateful that we have each other for that support because we have expanded through a lot of those stories already and I know we're going to continue to and I know that we're going to do really big things in the world and we just have to get out of our own way mm -hmm. and that's where a lot of the self-work and showing up and finding stillness and listening to things that come through you know you have to find quiet and stillness in order to listen to the universe and listen to what you're being called to do and that's why I'm really excited about starting this podcast with you because I know that we have really amazing conversations first, but we have a lot to offer people on, you know, doing the individual work, um, what it's like being an entrepreneur and what it's like being in a conscious um, partnership mm -hmm. and also what it's like to start a conscious, aware family which is really exciting. And, you know, we'd like to use this time to announce. <laughs> I was like, is this how you're announcing? <laughs> We're having a baby. We are having <laughs> a baby, for those of you that don't know. And it is such a blessing and we are so excited. And I'm not gonna lie, a little nervous, I am. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> because it's a, it's a big, big jump. Um, I know it's something that was not in either of our awarenesses just probably six months ago. Mm -hmm. But 
it's something that's happening and I couldn't be more excited about the journey ahead and the challenge and, you know, raising an amazing child in this world, in this crazy world. You know, I like to say what a, what a time to be alive. I truly believe that. I mean, talk about gratitude. We literally are born in one of the best, most amazing magical times in human history. We get to witness this huge global transition energetically, which we're still going to be playing out. But even just the technology that we have access to, the access to information, to knowledge, the ability to create, you know, we're both creating these businesses, multiple businesses from our computers and our house and being able to connect with people through Zoom chats. Like this is all very new stuff. Being able to share, you know, our life with people through this podcast, um, you know, and raise a family in a, in a, in a, in a conscious way. Um, I couldn't have asked for, you know, a better partner to do that with. And I'm, I'm really grateful to, you know, be on this journey with you. And that's part of the reason we're starting this podcast in more of like a reality show kind of way. <laughs> we're going to bring you guys and release it in a season. And we're going to kind of dive deep into um, the, you know, the first season is going to be really about this pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, what we're going through as we, you know, are you grow a baby inside of you. I know we've been going through a lot of morning sickness and oh stuff. Oh my goodness. It's Talk about rough. that experience. Talk, what, what is it like <laughs> growing a baby inside your human body? Is it not the most, I mean, it's a miracle, but it, it's got to be so weird. It is weird. I would love to next episode d- dive into like the entire story because it has been Ooh. so divine. And, you know, as you said, it wasn't something that was in either of our awareness, but with the way that she, we think it's a she, the way that she came to us. It's like, I mean, I guess I always knew that if I was going to have children and start a family, that it would be something like this, something very magical and divine. But to answer your question for right now, morning sickness is no joke. I feel like I've had a hangover for like probably six weeks now um, or eight, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm 12 weeks pregnant. I'm not sure about eight weeks of morning sickness, which like, by the way, usually when I have a hangover, I feel tired and sometimes I have a little bit of a headache and I feel like all that dehydration and just mostly I just feel like the, what does my friend call it? Um, She had such a funny name for it. I can't remember now. Anyway, but like, you know, the darkness, the just for me, the hangover is usually just like the depressive thoughts or whatever. Just the, oh, my God. Like, why did like, I do that to myself? Yeah, yeah. I'm never going to drink again. <laughs> uh, and then two days later, it's like, oh, I could really use a glass yeah, of wine. Right exactly. Now. So and for me to have nausea in a hangover is pretty rare. So it's like I've got that. Na- that's like the worst hangover for me. So I have the nausea hangover, <laughs> but it's like eight weeks and it's like not really that bad. One, one day by one day, but after eight weeks, I'm like, <laughs> make it stop. So well, we've heard that it, it come up. Some people have it their entire pregnancy, but most people most say people, the second trimester. Yes. So I should be approaching some relief. Any day now. Any day. And let's, I actually, for it. I actually feel pretty good today. I've only had about two hours of it today, which is really big difference. So let's just pray. But yes, it's just an amazing journey. I'm so grateful to be doing it with you. I can't imagine anyone I would rather be doing it with. You're absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. (laughs) I love you so much. I love you too. And thank you to all of you that decided to listen and come along with us on this journey. Um, We have a lot of, you know, amazing things we're going to talk about 
throughout the season of this podcast. We haven't decided how many episodes. I guess it's just see how it goes. Yeah. I'm going to hog the mic next episode because I want to tell the whole story of the baby and it's a lot and it's fucking amazing. It's beautiful. I'll hold the space <laughs> for you on that. We're going to talk about our businesses in more detail, yeah. what we have and what we're creating in the world, um, you know, our spiritual journeys. Um, and just about. what comes up for us along the way. Like, you know, we both value that transparency. And I think, you know, my other podcast in my truth and your podcast quantum coffee are very like open, deep conversations about, you know, the tough stuff, the interesting stuff, the curious stuff. So we definitely want to bring that into this podcast, like bring you along our journey, even when we don't have it all figured out. Absolutely. And we'd love to hear your guys' feedback. Uh, you can reach out to us on Instagram, um, newsletter. We'll put all that in the show notes. Yeah. But, you know, buckle up and uh, go ahead and binge through this whole season and um, enjoy. Love you all. Thank you. Thank you.